bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of judgment. But, but answer my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits well, a homicide and kills people up... If you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Frank, candid and straight to the point. This is the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth App. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017 is the number. Number five. Speaking of number five, there is a, and if I get a chance, I'm going to play some, some video, some audio to it. But get this. It's been 59 years since the assassination of Malcolm X and the conspiracy surrounding his untimely death still weighs heavily on a culture. Missing one of its greatest leaders. Well, attorney Benjamin Crump is doing his part to continue the fight for truth and justice in the murder of Malcolm X, nationally renowned civil rights and personal injury attorney, hosted a news conference today. The same day Malcolm X was assassinated to introduce two new witnesses who offered evidence in the alleged conspiracy case. It took place at the Malcolm X and Dr. Betty Shabazz Memorial and Educational Center in New York City. And according to the press release, this is all from NewsOne.com. Two elderly witnesses were security associates of Malcolm X arrested a week before his assassination and had never spoken before publicly. So it's, it's interesting to to recognize that they had an affidavit and recounted the events that led to the assassination. Um, Hassan known as at, at the time as Richard Melvin Jones said, he recalled that Malcolm X is delivering a speech. Someone yelled out N word, get your hand out of my pocket before a loud explosion caused disruption and led to gunshots ringing out. Hassan ran toward the stage and saw a man fling down the aisle with a gun that person was Talmadge Hare, also known as Rajahid Abdul Halim, who later admitted he took part in the murder. Hassan said he knocked down Hare and continued to the stage to see that Malcolm X was near death. 
Hassan said he was overcome with anger and ran back to find Hare, who was already outside being beaten by Malcolm X's followers. And to this day, despite my presence inside and outside of the Audubon that day, law enforcement never attempted to interview or attain a statement from me regarding what I had seen, heard, and actually did that day. So I don't know if that's the same guy that they said did it or didn't do it, or did he admit? I remember there was a video on um, Netflix about the assassination and how some guy was tied up in it and that he admitted he had a part in it or something, and then he uh, passed away. So I guess we'll never know, but now they've got two witnesses coming forward, and we'll see what that will hold in uh, the coming weeks. Number four. Um, if you, When was the last time you've been a Red Lobster? I guess I got to ask that first. When was the last time you've been a Red Lobster? I haven't been to Red Lobster in... Let me be honest, about 15 years, maybe 20. So, (laughs) this story from CNN Business, Red Lobster is in trouble. If you like Red Lobster, be careful. It's solution, all-you-can-eat lobster, just months after an endless shrimp promotion led to deep losses that the company is still trying to dig out of. In celebration of its annual Lobster Fest, Red Lobster is giving 150 winners an endless lobster experience. A two-hour complimentary feast of unlimited lobster with two sides and Cheddar Bay biscuits. Now, I got to say, biscuits at Red Lobster are absolutely phenomenal. I think they'll probably kill you over time because they got a lot of butter and a lot of... Anyway, Florida-based chain is... Hardly the first retailer to use these kind of stunts to get attention. But the endless lobster experience comes at a tumultuous time. Red Lobster reported, you ready? A record $12.5 million loss just in the fourth quarter of last year. In January, minority investor Thai Union Group announced its intent to exit Red Lobster, citing a $19 million loss for Red Lobster across the first nine months of 2023. The COVID pandemic, high interest rates, Rising costs, industry headwinds ultimately caused Red Lobster to have negative financial contributions to Thai Union and its shareholders, they said. On February 19th, a couple days ago, on an earnings call with analysts, uh, Thai Union Group uh, updated the $19 million figure and said that it generated $22 million in losses across the entirety of 2023. And they're promptly bowing out. So to fix it, they're going to give away more food unlimited for free. So I guess the calculation we really need to work with is how long will Red Lobster even be around? Number three. I don't know if you heard from TMJ4.com. Republican Eric Hovde is seeking to unseat Democrat Tammy Baldwin in Wisconsin race for the U.S. Senate. Republican businessman, real estate mogul Eric Hovde, launched his bid for the U.S. Senate against Wisconsin Democrat incumbent Senator Tammy Baldwin yesterday, calling for bipartisan solutions to bolster the middle class and to tackle immigration and national security. 
Humpty said, we have to stop putting on the red jersey or putting on the blue jersey and competing against one another. We need to put an end. We need to put on red, white, and blue jerseys as Americans and come together. Reelecting Baldwin to a third term is critical for Democratic hopes to maintain majority control of the U.S. Senate. Democrats are defending 23 seats in the Senate in November, including two held by independents who caucus with Democrats. That's compared to just 11 seats that Republicans hope to keep in their campaign. So it'll be an interesting race. We saw what happened yesterday with poor turnout, but I don't know. We'll get to that. Number two. Speaking of, the polls have closed. Guess what? In District 5 for Alderman, which includes part of the northwest side, incumbent Alderman Lamont Westmoreland got 84% of the votes, beating out Bruce Winter and Stacey Smitter. Um, Winter moves on to face Westmoreland on April 2nd when Smitter is eliminated. Here's what I don't understand. If you've got a three-way race and somebody gets 84% of that, there's no reason to have another race. Like, there's no reason to take the top two. That's just me. District 7, which includes part of the north side, DeAndre Jackson and Jessica Curry got the most votes and will advance to the spring election on April 2nd. The winner will replace current Alderman Khalif Ramey, who announced he'll not run for re-election. Challengers Randy Jones, Kenneth Hughes were promptly eliminated. District 11... Southwest side, current county supervisor Peter um, Bergelis got the most votes and will advance to the spring election to take on former state representative Josh Zepnik on April 2nd. Lee Whiting is eliminated. And that brings us to number one. Well, you didn't hear it here first because what? Because... With the primary victory secured, Mayor Cavalier Johnson looks to uh, move ahead in the general election on April 2nd, where the two top vote getters will advance to compete for the city's mayoral seat. Well, Cavalier Johnson got 83% of the vote, David King 12, and Leisha Griffin got 4%. Looking ahead, the two top candidates from the primary will now prepare for the spring general election. Who you think's going to win? Eight three three two one. Okay. In a statement, Johnson expressed his gratitude and commitment to the city's future. Johnson shared a message to celebrate his win and looked at the general and looking forward to the general election. Tonight, as the results of the primary election come in, I am filled with immense gratitude. I want to extend my heartfelt thanks to each and every one of you who cast your vote, demonstrating your faith and confidence in our shared vision of Milwaukee. Still looking for the shared vision, Mr. Mayor. Haven't quite heard it yet. The mayor highlighted the progress made in enhancing safety, prosperity, and inclusivity, but acknowledged that there's more work to do. Could you give me some examples of that, sir? Uh, While acknowledging the achievements, he stressed that the work is not done, pledging to address ongoing challenges and fulfill. I need details. Like, I love generalities, and it sounds really good, and it makes your heart warm, you know, but it really doesn't really tell me anything. He says, I'm honored to serve as your mayor, and even more to have your backing as we approach the general election. Can we get something done like in our community? That's the only thing I want. Can we get it cleaned up? Can we get it fixed up? Can we get it, you know, I'm just saying. 
You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Don't touch that dial. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth of the Afternoon. Black-owned business give back is back. We have teamed up again with Associated Bank to help local black businesses grow and succeed together. The home of Milwaukee Black Talk will be giving away $6,000 worth of free commercial advertising for three months to black businesses each quarter of 2024. So to sign up for this incredible marketing opportunity, Visit blackbusinessgiveback.com. That's blackbusinessgiveback.com. Let's rebuild communities' backbone through exposure on the truth for official rules. Head to blackbusinessgiveback.com. Associated Bank, member FDIC. And remember, we're proud to be celebrating Black History Month with the Milwaukee Bucks. That's next week on the 27th for their HBCU game. Make sure you tune in to the award-winning 1017 The Truth from noon till 6 Truth family will be there. Potawatomi Club, Fiserv Forum. You'll hear Melanie Ricks, Tori Lowe, and me, Dr. Ken Harris, bringing you all your favorite content live from the Milwaukee Bucks HBCU Night Celebration Games. Tune in. Special remote broadcast live from Potawatomi Club, Fiserv Forum, noon to 6, Tuesday, February 27th. Milwaukee Black Talk. 833-212-1017 is the number. There's a... um, there's a story on CBS 58 where a quarter of smokers quit within a year or two of menthol bans. Researchers have found out. So we've been hearing that menthol cigarettes are, are like some of the worst things you can possibly do, right? Menthol cigarettes like will kick your hiney and make you addicted and all that stuff. So. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration said that a menthol ban is a top priority, but public health advocates have accused the Biden administration of dragging its feet, and the ban has gotten caught up in a election year politics despite research showing clear health benefits. So the new research that was published in the Journal of Nicotine and Tobacco Research looks at studies that have examined the effects of bans in more than 170 U.S. localities, two states, several countries, and the European Union. Research did a deep search of English language studies on tobacco use that were published through November of 2022. The pooled results showed that about a quarter of menthol smokers, right? Menthol smokers quit within a year or two when the substance is banned from cigarettes. They found that the menthol smokers who didn't quit after bans were put into place about half switched to non-menthol cigarettes. 12% switched to flavored tobacco products, and another quarter found a way to continue smoking menthols. National bans seemed to be most effective, the study showed. Menthol cigarette smoking rates were lower in settings with national 
bands and highest when there were only local and statewide bands. So if you haven't heard, one of the things that makes cigarettes even more highly addictive and from what I understand has killed people in communities of color is menthol cigarettes. A 2020 study showed that 20%, I'm sorry, a 2020 study showed that 43% of all adult smokers smoked menthols. 83% of black smokers did. And so they found that menthol-flavored cigarettes are particularly appealing to children, studies show. So a ban could literally stop new smokers from ever starting. But what they found is more than half of kids who smoke choose menthol cigarettes and studies have found that children who smoke menthols are more likely to become regular smokers than occasional smokers. They like the, the, the flavored smelling, the harsh taste, the smell that may put some new smokers off, but menthol also anesthetizes the throat, making it easier to deeply inhale the dangerous smoke. And so that's why people are trying to get rid of menthol. Once people, try inhaling a regular cigarette, it literally drives them to not want to smoke. But yet, we haven't banned it. And so why don't we just do that locally? Why don't we do it locally? Blacks die at significantly higher rates than whites from smoking-related illness, including stroke, heart disease, and lung cancer. Black people make up 12% of the population and account for 41% of smoking-related premature deaths and 50% of life years lost associated with menthol tobacco products between 1980 and 1980, 2018. They figure if menthols were banned, this is a Council on Foreign Relations study, that if menthols were banned, the gap between black and white lung cancer would close within five years. But my question is, what can we do to actually get rid of lung cancer? It's to smoke or smoke very little. That's the, I think that's the only thing that we could actually do that would actually help that go away. And, and I think it's unfortunate because I've always heard that um, menthol was an issue. I'd always heard that, that smoking menthol is the thing that did in black women, black men, as it relates to smoking. So what are we going to do? Like, how are we going to get over this? All right. 833-212-1017. Should we be banning menthol cigarettes? Just, just get rid of them. Just wipe them away. That's what, that, that's what I say. I say just get rid of them. Just come in and just wipe them out. Now, will that put people out of, you know, people will lose jobs. People will probably get laid off. But I think that's a little more important than lives being lost. But that's just me. What are your thoughts? 833-212-1017 is the number. Should we be stopping people against their own? But that's in, that's in line with the uh, 
trying to tell people what kind of stove they can have, trying to tell people what kind of soda they can drink. I think if people decide to drink something and hurt themselves, that's on them. But that's just me. That's on them. If somebody decides, hey, I want to come in and I want to do this, I want to do that, then I say you should be able to do it. But, you know, that's just me. 833-212-1017 is the number. Sandra, you're on the award-winning 1017 The Truth. Hi, Dr. Ken. It's me again. Hi, Sandra. How are you again? I'm sitting right here on this seat, and I'm doing okay, and I'm looking at my little doggy, look me in the face, and want me to get up and take him outside, <laughs> all the good stuff. Well, take him outside. <sighs> yeah, he just don't know. My hands are tied. So what's but on your mind? I do what I have to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I was going to say, okay, you were speaking of the cigarettes, the menthol, all that. I never smoked. So uh, my husband smoked, and he smokes the menthol. But anyways, I'm just thinking, now my son, he smokes. And um, my daughter says she started and she stopped. And then I took my sister, one of my sisters, years ago, she wanted to start smoking. And they had clinics set up at the malls. And I told her, I said, go up there and look at the lungs that the people have that smoke. After she, she saw the lungs, she she never touched another cigarette. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. But um, I'm just seeing. I think uh, I I think I kind of seen where they could do X-rays or something, something to see if they you know starting to get that lung cancer. Right. And uh, yeah, I think I think everybody that smokes should get that uh, test, just like the women get the Pap smear and all that stuff. Uh, what's up on the breast cancer test? Mm-hmm. I think they should have a test mandatory for them. Because number one, once once they get the cancer, it's expensive, and then you got the uh, okay, the health thing, uh, insurance. This is too high, and we can't afford it, and all that stuff. So if you want to cut down on all this stuff, I think you can do preventative medicine for you know the people. I mean, I mean, if you cared enough, I mean, I know it's a seller for them, but it's not good for the people because a lot of them i'm sure they're short-winded but if they choose to smoke and if they choose it should we usurp their right to smoke and tell them that they should that you know or just stop them from smoking but then the flip side is many of these people don't have health care and the public dole ends up paying for their health care because now they're sick yeah yeah well i'm not saying though but get a test Mandatory test. Let them get tests like I get a, I get the, the breast cancer test all the time. Right. You know, um, get a test, and then you will see if they got the start. If you can stop it in the beginning, it won't advance. That's true. That is very true. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you much, so, ma'am. Okay. All right. Talk to you again. Take care. Okay. You too. Bye bye. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven is. The number. Black Conscience, you're on the award-winning 1017 The Truth. The truth, the truth, the truth. The you truth. can't handle the truth. Okay. What's up, Doc? What up? So, unfortunately, in this society, in this world that we live in, uh-huh. even though it's written, there should be a little bit more detail-oriented. Um, guess when you tell people they shouldn't or they sh- they uh, what's good for them, they're going to do it anyway. Because we tell people having sex, unprotected sex, is bad for you, yet still we got that going on 
Gunlocks is good. But, but yes, is that a reason not to do it? Been taken. Is that a reason not no, to do it? No, that is a different – that is a different – well, it should be. If it's, if it's about your health, you're gambling with your health. And I'm glad you brought this subject up because I, I stopped smoking uh, 13 years ago. And the mind is a very powerful thing. I didn't use no tactics. I just witnessed my wife's brother die from cancer, mm-hmm. and that just did it for me. I seen this man go from a healthy living specimen, dwindle down to nothing, and that was it. And a lot of it comes, and it's just not menthol, just cigarette, period. Nothing. The lungs is not made for chain smoking and things of like to be taken in, and there's no way of clearing, uh, uh, cleansing it. So we've just been told menthols, but, you know, it, 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 it's a combination of a lot of other things with that. That's true. That is true. Because you, you people that never smoke menthols have the worst case of cancers from lung cancer, from smoking, whatever non-menthol brands that they were smoking. Our lungs is not, it's mainly only to take to filter the air and other things, but it's not meant to inhale smoke for years and years. On the small side, but on the larger side, you know some of those chain smokers who just can't, right. who smoke a pack, of, two packs a week and all of that. You mean two packs a day? Well, yeah. <laughs> You're yeah, trying to be nice, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so these things is what what causes us to have these issues. So, uh, you know, we tell people don't drink and drive, yet still we have it. So you can scream it to the world, scream it to the heavens all day long, but it's still the decision they make, and that's their, you know, that's their choice, unfortunately. All right. Well, thank you much. I appreciate it. Live righteous Milwaukee and quit smoking. (laughs) Hey, does that include cigar smokers, too? More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Give it up for Naughty by Nature! want to remind you the award-winning 1017 The Truth is home of Milwaukee Panthers basketball. Don't miss any of the hoop action by listening to Panther Basketball on 1017 The Truth, the Truth app, and all your favorite streaming platforms. Panthers are home Friday night as they are set to take on the Youngstown State Penguins. Coverage begins at 6.30, tip-off at 7, and we got all that fun stuff going on. 833-212-1017 is the number. Talking text line. I think Alabama law agrees with you. They might have to go to court to get the embryos destroyed. I believe after a certain time, embryos are not viable. From from looking up, so so I, I looked up whether or not that could happen, and um, my quick anecdotal research said that embryos that are frozen, if the temperature is correct, could could conceivably last as long as they're frozen. Um, they say on the outside it takes, you know, after 10 years it's questionable, but I think they just tacked on 10 years and said it's questionable because, you know, they don't want to be responsible for actually, like, taking care of embryos for 10 years. But but from the sound of it, as long as they stay frozen and at the proper temperature, temperature they're viable. So, yeah. 
Anyway, can you explain the effects? This is from Stacy. Can you explain the effects of menthol from non-menthol? That's what I'm assuming. So the MD Anderson Cancer Center, which is Maryland, says the minty coolness of the methyl, of, of the menthol covers up the harshness of the cigarette, so smoking is easier to tolerate. Got it? But as a result, menthol smokers inhale more deeply and they smoke more cigarettes. That means that over their smoking lifetime, they take in more of toxic chemicals and tar from cigarettes. The other thing is menthol is highly addictive along with tobacco, so it's significantly harder to quit smoking menthol cigarettes than it is smoking regular cigarettes. But the issue is this. When is the federal government going to come through and just ban menthol? You want to ban 20-ounce sodas in New York. You want to ban stoves over perceived uh, uh, emissions because of the because it uses gas instead of electric. Like you want to come up with all these things, but you can never quite figure out a way to get rid of the things that actually matter. Like cigarette smoke, we we already know not cigarette smoke, but well, I guess it does. Um, cigarette smoking can cause cancer, but people want to make money, and we allow companies to make money, and we put things on the side of it so they can read it. Menthol is a whole different level that we can actually tell people, no, you can't make it. Just like liquor. You can make liquor if you want, but you can only make certain kinds. You can only make certain kinds. (laughs) I tell you, sometimes life is just so interesting. So we read the story the other day that Tony Evers signed the maps into law, right? The Republicans supported what Tony Evers wanted in the congressional maps. They got chosen. The Supreme Court chose maps, and they were like, eh, that's a little much. So then they said, we're going to go with what Tony Evers drew up as maps, right? This is breaking news from JS Online. Wisconsin Democratic Governor Tony Evers is seeking, is asking the Wisconsin Supreme Court to take up a motion to reconsider the state's congressional maps after Wisconsin's legislative boundaries were changed to weaken Republicans' grip on state legislature. What are you doing? This is what you asked for, right? Well, the story goes on to say that Evers asked the court to reconsider the congressional lines the same day he signed into law new maps that gave Democrats a chance at competing for control of both chambers of the state legislature for the first time in more than a decade. The high-powered Democratic law firm of Elias Law Group filed a motion with the high court last month asking the court to reconsider the congressional lines ahead of the 2024 election. The group argued new lines were warranted after the state Supreme Court, when considering the legislative map challenged late last week, said it would no longer favor maps that minimize changes to existing boundary laws, a theory known as least change approach. 
given that the maps the governor submitted in 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 Johnson were grounded in that last change approach. The governor urged the court to review. This doesn't make any sense. These are the maps that you made. Now you're going to court to change your own maps that you said you wanted. The governor urges the court to review its decision and stand ready to participate in any future proceedings the court may order. What? His request is his latest development in the congressional map inquiry as Democrats face a tight deadline to put new maps in place with under nine months until the November election. The maps have to be in place by March 15th. You want it. You drew. Evers, later approved by the state Supreme Court. U.S. Supreme Court in March 2022 rejected the state's legislative maps, also drawn by Evers, but declined to block the congressional lines. Now, they argue that Evers' congressional map was drawn under the now-defunct least change construction. Come on. Come on. So you want more? (laughs) You want even more? So you were given what you want. You asked for it. You were given what you want. And now you want more. Hmm. Interesting. Your thoughts. 833-212-1017 is the number. Where's all this going? Wayne said, MD Anderson is located in Houston, Texas. Okay. All right. Not Maryland. Houston, Texas. Okay. All right. Thank you. Uh, 833-212-1017 is the number. I'm, I'm, I'm confused. So you asked for, you drew a map, you got it, and now you don't like it because you drew a map, but you said it was the wrong map. So you signed something into law, and then you turn around and you complain that you signed something into law. Why did you sign it into law? Hmm. You know what that sounds like to me? Double-mindedness. Don't touch that dial. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. Hey, want to remind you, Friday, I'll be giving away my last prize pack and my last box of Concordia Red Elephant Chocolate. And we're going to be talking about the 2024 Black History Female Inventors Challenge. Um, Like I said before, 1919 patent became the precursor for the 
what we now know as central HVAC system that we use in houses to keep them cool and keep them warm. That was Alice H. Parker. Sarah E. Good probably stayed married because she invented the fold-out bed so when her husband started snowing, she could throw him out the room. Um, also, our third winner, a DJ uh, won by coming up with the name Lida D. Newman, who is the woman who revolutionized black hair care with a synthetic bristle brush. So we've got one more coming up on the 23rd. That's Friday. So make sure you hang around and do all that. 833-212-1017 is the number. Um, yep, we got one more Friday and we'll have give away that last prize pack and chocolate and then we'll go from there. All right? Pretty cool. Pretty cool, I think. Pretty darn cool. Pretty cool. Let me check the talking text line. Yeah. MD Anderson. Yeah, thank uh who was that? Wayne, thank you for that, Wayne. I looked it up and oh, where is it? It's uh it's attached to the University of Texas. And so um evidently they've got a robust cancer network down there. And that was just part of an article. I, I looked at it and all I when I when I Googled it, it just gave me the answer, but it just said MD. And I made the assumption, which was, of course, incorrect. And you know what happens when you make a assumption, when you assume you make a, anyway, 833-212-1017 is the number. I, I just, I just find it interesting that uh, we haven't gotten rid of menthol cigarettes. We haven't given them the boot. We, we haven't, we haven't decided to say, you know what, we need to get rid of these. So. I don't know. So now we want to do congressional maps. We already did the state. Now we want to do congressional. So he's trying to make sure that Democrats are in power forever. My question is, what does that mean for black people? Because we ain't getting nothing now. And the last time Democrats were in power for, for the state assembly, the state Senate, and the governor's office, we didn't get nothing in. We sure asked for it. And they came up begging, but when it came for payback, we got nothing. And so, as usual, we're we're back to, you know, begging and complaining and saying, you know, we need the yeah. yeah. But when it comes down to it, we're not going to get anything. We're not going to get anything, and I think that's unfortunate. And we don't seem to fight for anything either. We don't tell people what we want ahead of time. I say tell them what we want ahead of time, and if they don't come through, get rid of them. But we won't do that. So, anyway. So, if you've been um, anywhere near your phone over the past 48 hours, um, or at least 24 hours, the Wisconsin Amber Alert, they're missing two uh, Rivers boys are missing. Uh, let me let me do this. Do, 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 do. Uh, I love computers when they work, and boy, when they don't, it's a mess. Um, This Amber Alert from Two Rivers issued for a missing three-year-old boy from Two Rivers and search for has intensified. Uh, Authorities say Elijah Views Caregiver last saw him at 8 a.m. at his home on Tuesday morning, 39th Michigan in Twin, in, I'm sorry, in Twin Rivers. 
Uh, he was last seen wearing gray sweatpants, a long sleeve shirt, dark colored shirt, and red and green dinosaur slip-on shoes. So residents organized a search party this morning, and both Two Rivers Police, along with state and federal crime scene response teams, have been present. And as more community members join the search, they're covering areas near uh, Forest View Cemetery and Holy Cross Cemetery. Um, Shannon Dax, a Two Rivers resident involved in the search, said, A missing child like that going missing, especially in a small town like this, I can't imagine what that family is going through. Another person, a Maggie Remaker, said everybody's looking for him and yelling his name. She's involved in the searches also. So it's, it's, it's a little scary, um, and it's unfortunate. I hope they find the child. Um, there have been several, um, if I remember correctly. Um, oops, wrong one. Yeah, that's right. Uh, there have been, there, there's a number of uh, missing people from the Milwaukee, Wisconsin area as well. I think, I think we need to have um, sensitive crimes come in and uh, work on getting them in to discuss exactly what's going on with all these missing folks. Uh, we've had a number of missing people pop up over the last few days. I think recently, about 35, 40 minutes ago, there's a uh, 50-year-old Milwaukee man that's missing. So I think we need to step up and, and and I mean, do we need to start putting chips in people? And do we need to start, I hate to say it, like connecting people to other people so that they don't drift away. I mean, you might have dementia, you know, Alzheimer's. That may be one thing. But we have cell phones. Keep a cell phone on. Track. Like, for instance, if you have a cell phone, do you let people track you? Shoot me a talk and text. Do do you let people track you? 833-212-1017. Do you let people track you? Do you let So here here's the weird part. You'll let an app track you where you going? I see people, "Hey, I'm I'm waving. I landed in Miami." I'm like, "You know you live in Milwaukee and you just put on Facebook that you're in Miami." So if somebody knows where you live or can find out where you live, they going to clean you out. Interesting. So I think they stop people. People have stopped doing that. But do you let people follow you? You let apps follow you every single day. Where you are, where you're going, what you're doing. You leave your Wi-Fi on so they can figure out where you are because your Wi-Fi hits other Wi-Fi it's not connected to. And, and you know, your household Wi-Fi has a static address assigned to it. So when you do that and you drive down the street, if your phone's Wi-Fi is on and it tries to connect to your Wi-Fi at your house, even though it doesn't, or, or if it doesn't, or your neighbors, it can tell exactly where you are. It can triangulate within feet where you are. So you're not hiding from anybody, right? So I just, I just find it interesting. I, I just find it interesting that we have an issue with someone following us, but we will allow apps to not only follow us, 
but take our information, sell it, and make a trillion-dollar company out of it. Then we're okay. But I can't let Ray Ray, can't let Pookie follow me because, you know, can't let boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife follow me because, you know, that's, you're invading my privacy, right? You're, 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 you're invading my privacy. I can't let you see it. It's bizarre. One of the most bizarre things I've seen. And we got to come up with a way that Facebook, IG, X, LinkedIn, all that, if they sell your information, they should pay you. There should be a way for the average citizen to have name, image, and likeness. Even if they're not playing a sport, they should have a right to sell it along with their information if they want to. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Tory Lowe Show is coming up next. I will see you in about 22 hours. Uh, make sure you have a great time. Last time when I came in, it was 63 degrees. Lord only knows what the temperature is now, but hopefully it's nice. Even got my car washed today, so we'll see. God bless. Take care. Thank you, Rhea. And whatever that dude is, what's that dude name? What's his name again? What's his name? Ray Ray Pookie. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll see you in 22 hours. I'm out. <laughs>